Welcome to the RPM Podcast. Today's speakers are Ruthie, Max, and Paige. Ruthie will be talking about poverty seen in Native Sun and comparing it to today's world. Max will be talking about the news and media portrayals of race. And Paige will be talking about sexism and racism impacting women of color. A major theme seen in the book Native Sun written by Richard Wright is the theme of poverty. Bigger is living in a tiny one-room kitchenette apartment with his brother, Buddy, his sister, Vera, and his mother. There he is again, Bigger, the woman screamed, and the tiny one-room apartment galvanized into violent action. Even when craziness occurs, they must make the small apartment work. The Thomases struggle financially, and Bigger's mom wants him to get a job to help provide for the family, but Bigger is not the working class. If you get that job, his mother said in a low, kind tone of voice, busy slicing a loaf of bread, I can fix up a nice place for you children. You could be comfortable and not have to live like pigs. A job opportunity appears to Bigger working for the Dalton family. Yes, he could take the job at Dalton's and be miserable, or he could refuse it and starve. It maddened him to think he did not have a wider choice of action. Bigger is very hesitant to take this job because he is still very immature and does not want to work, yet he knows if he doesn't take this job, his family will starve. As seen in Native Son, poverty should not be a topic to be ignored. Bigger, like many young people today, grew up in an impoverished neighborhood. Glanton writes in an article in the Chicago Tribune, It is not uncommon for young people to be living at the intersection of poverty and violence. Impoverished neighborhoods are much more plentiful than seen by the naked eye. In this article, Glanton claims that more than 43% live in poverty. Only the poor know about the poor, because the attention is not brought to those who aren't impoverished. Those who live in less wealthy neighborhoods also tend to have more difficult time finding and sustaining a job that will help them support their families. When Bigger is offered a job with the Daltons, he does not want to take it, but he knows he has to. This may be the case for many today. When you have economically disinvented communities, people are cut off from opportunities, claims Glanton. Finding these jobs may be very difficult as they are more likely to hire those with more money and more educational background. I will be covering the news and media portrayals of race. For many years, the media's portrayal of African Americans has been negative. The media portrays many stories of African Americans committing crimes which can relate to many negative stereotypes. The problem with this is that while African-American crime is being portrayed on mass media, many Caucasian crimes are downplayed or not shown at all. Again, these lead to many negative stereotypes like white people do not commit crimes and that black people are the crime committers. Obviously, these are not true, but many people uh, have these stereotypes stuck in their head. When you look down to the numbers, white people commit more crimes than African-Americans, but white people are seen as the non-crime committers. The source of all negative stereotypes can be rooted in the media. We see this in the way Bigger is portrayed in Native Son. Towards the end of the book, this quote that I am about to read shows how the media has already covered Bigger's story without knowing much about him. They produce these stories which may affect how the jury and population see him. The quote reads, Dare I, deeply mindful of the boy's background and race, put his fate in the hands of the jury not of his peers, but of an alien and hostile race, whose minds are already conditioned by the press of the nation, a press which has already reached a decision as to his guilt and in countless editorials suggested the measure of his punishment.
This quote is from Max, and he is explaining how he believes that the decision has already been made to put Bigger to death because of the media and how the population views him because of his race and his background. The article, How Racial Stereotypes in Popular Media Affect People, helps explain how some stereotypes created by the media negatively affect African Americans and other minorities. Hollywood plays a huge part in how these stereotypes spread as well. The way minority characters are portrayed in movies may give white viewers a racial bias. The article reads, Popular media can have a negative impact on whites' perceptions of people of color and racial stereotypes in film and television can exacerbate pre-existing racial fears. One study finds that popular media depictions of nonverbal features of people of color, including facial expressions and body language, influence racial bias for white viewers. This is obviously very negative and can be seen in the native sun. The people in Native Son who are very violent and hateful towards Bigger, who are mostly white, may have gotten their hatred from these stereotypes from the media and Hollywood. It is very important to ignore these stereotypes that these people had and to see a person for who they are and not by the color of their skin. The topic I will be talking about is sexism and racism impacting women of color. I will be using evidence from Native Son to bring to light the sexism and racism impacting women of color through the judicial system and their ability to get jobs. Black women are never brought into the light that they deserve. They have been oppressed for as long as America has been a country. Richard Wright said, It so happened that night a white girl was present in a bed and a Negro boy was standing over her, fascinated with fear, hating her. A blind woman walked into the room, and that Negro boy killed that girl to keep from being discovered in a position which he knew we claimed warrants the death penalty. But that is only our side of it. He was impelled toward murder as much through the thirst for excitement, exultation, and elations as he was through fear. It was his way of living. As Bigger is struggling with his life on the line in court, oppression of black women is still shown. The only reason why he killed Mary is because he was caught in her bedroom when he should not have been there in the first place. If this woman was a black girl, he would not be facing these heavy charges. The justice system has and continues to fail women of color. Max, Bigger's lawyer, sees and is trying to fight these underlying racial issues. He is trying to show the court the racism and hurt that women of color and Bigger go through every day. He says, But Bigger Thomas is not here on trial for having murdered Bessie Mears, and he knows that. What does this mean? Does not the life of a Negro girl mean as much in the eyes of the law as the life of a white girl? Yes, perhaps in the abstract. Max is proving to the court that Bigger is only on trial for killing Mary, the white girl, and not on trial for killing Bessie. Obviously, there is racism in the courtroom and justice system, but the people doing these wrong things to black women don't understand the injustice they are doing and need to be stopped. The courtroom brought in Bessie's body as evidence in order to prove what Bigger did to Mary. Wright wrote, They were bringing in Bessie's body now to make the white men and women feel that nothing short of a quick blotting out of his life would make the city safe again. They were using his having killed Bessie to kill him for his having killed Mary, to cast him in a light that would sanction any action taken to destroy him. 
Though he had killed a black girl and a white girl, he knew that it would be for the death of the white girl that he would be punished. The black girl was merely evidence. And under it all, he knew that the white people did not really care for Bessie's being killed. White people never searched for Negroes who killed other Negroes. He knew that Bessie too, though dead, though killed by him, would resent her dead body being used in this way. In this situation, the court only cares that Bigger killed a white girl, and the black woman he killed was just evidence in his case. This is treating women of color as objects when they also deserve just as much justice as the white girl. In this courtroom situation, Bessie's body was used and not sanctified as Mary's was, and this just shows the mistreatment of women of color in the justice system. Bessie was a victim to the mistreatment, and this was only one example. Black women have been failed by the justice system for many years, and even though America is trying to get better, it still cannot discard its racist undertones. An article written by Adia Harvey Wingfield in October of 2020 talks about how women in the workplace are advancing, but women of color are still lagging behind. Black women are still getting the short end of the stick from society. This is shown through the jobs available for them. Wingfield states, Research indicates that black women are more ambitious and more likely to say that they want to advance in their companies than their white women counterparts, but are less likely to find mentors who will aid their climb up the corporate ladder. In this quote, Wingfield states that black women are so confident in themselves that they'll do anything it takes to make it all the way to the top, but their ladder is taller than everyone else's. Black women have not been able to get the correct opportunities they deserve and never have been. Even though America is advancing in this area of oppression, it is still never going to be enough until black women are treated equally in the American working environment. Wingfield says, Race and racism create specific unique challenges for women of color that are too easily ignored with broad platitudes that seek to advance women's representation without questioning which women are most likely to benefit. The challenges for women of color are ignored by most white men who create rules and own corporations that have underlying racist practices. Women of color have to work 10 times harder to get the recognition they need from society and companies they are working for. America is terrible at improving the racist tone that is shown throughout history. There should be no issues with black women getting a job, but America is still playing the race card on these women of color. America needs to move forward from its racist past. Wingfield then states, race and gender continue to matter in complicated intersecting ways for women workers today. While the U.S. has undoubtedly made some key social progressions since women finally achieved suffrage in 1912, we run the risk of hindering further gains if we fail to learn the lessons from that time. This quote states that even though there have been advancements in women of color being able to get more in life through new amendments being passed, they still are not receiving everything that a normal white male receives. America is making slow improvements for women of color, but why not large improvements? American women are still suffering from America's racist past, and part of society still has these racist and sexist views on women of color. This needs to be changed immediately. In Ruthie's portion of the podcast, we learn that there is more to poverty in the world than seen with the naked eye. In Max's portion, we learn that the media does not always portray race accurately. Lastly, in Paige's portion, we learn that sexism and racism still exist many years later, and women are still not treated equally to men.
We hope that by listening to this podcast, you were able to interpret that what we read in books is not always fiction. There are many similarities between then and today's world. Thank you for tuning in to the RPM podcast. We hope you were able to learn something new about similarities between Native Son and the modern world. Make sure to tune in next time. Peace Peace out. out.